The Static Starters Network presents CJ Santiago. Holy fuck, we're gonna party. I got really, really drunk, really drunk. Like, not angry drunk, I was happy drunk. I got paid, bitch. I'm rich. Ian Cardenas. If I'm gonna die by the flu, which is a shit way to die, I'm just gonna die. Yeah. And government's shit, right? Like, we all think that the government sucks. Two longtime friends with two different ways of thinking. We're married, right? Like, we haven't said that, but we're, I mean, you kind of. Not, not with each other. Yeah, not to each other, no. This is the Kind of Professional Podcast. Yeah. Hey, I'm alive. Hey. We're back, guys. Yep. Kind of professional podcast. Ian, that's CJ. How's it going? Another day, another dollar. Or a few or a few pennies. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> pennies add up, man. That's true. No, I, the reason why I say I'm alive is because like if you listen to the last episode, you would know that. I said some shit about dying, but yeah, I'm alive. Alive and well. Alive yep. and well. Especially from freaking, uh, I just came back from flying from Orlando, and I don't know if most people know, but I hate flying. Like, I love to travel, but I hate flying. I think and, that's uh, most people. I think most people hate flying. Yeah, man, that, I don't know, man, the, the pilot was crazy, because when we were landing, we were slanting a bit to the right, and I was freaking out. And I thought, you know, maybe my body weight can, like, I naturally went to the other opposite direction to try to level the plane. But my, my 180 pound is not going to move <laughs> a fucking plane. Yeah, yeah, no. The several ton pound plane to... is not going to move because of you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if it did, that'd be cool. But at the same time, that's kind of sketchy. But Yeah, super sketchy. Ugh. Also, uh, I need you? to be upfront with you right now that I have the worst allergies in the world. So... You'll probably hear some sneezing in the background of this. Oh, that's fine. I'm going through it right now pretty bad, so. Eh, tis the season, I guess. Yeah, stupid nature. <laughs> yeah, not all of us can, uh, I don't know. I think I've been having, like, that problem for a long time now, though. It's like, uh, it's like not full on. It's like, it's just at the back of my nose. I could kind of feel it. And it mm-hmm. feels like I need to sneeze every couple minutes, but I don't. So, yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there's that. Cool. So, what can we talk about right now? Um. Well, we're about a week late, but uh, yeah, the probably the most talked about thing in the world right now is a is a movie. Us. Yeah, us. I, that was actually pretty good, by the. But I'll be I'll be upfront. I actually um, kind of watched the spoilers a little bit before, because <laughs> I wasn't too sure like when am I gonna see it? Because I was actually in Orlando for like you know training, and so I was like, you know what? I'll I'll look a little look a little bit into it, and I saw it, and then I actually had the opportunity to see the movie, and it it kind of helped knowing the little a little bit of the ending kind of helped me understand during the movie right. but um i don't know what'd you think about it i liked it um so i saw it um so last past week was like my birthday weekend um sunday was my birthday and i saw it on sunday so nice there was that um but overall i actually really enjoyed the movie um i went with my wife crystal she did not enjoy the movie uh, she thought it was a little bit cheesy, so she she didn't really enjoy it. But it's funny enough, I think that her and I are like the consensus of the world right now. Like every time I go online to read about it, somebody's arguing about it, either that they really love it or they just really didn't enjoy it at all. And so there's mm. like, I really didn't see any in between. Like I didn't really see anybody that was like, eh, it was pretty good, but like it could have been better. Like I I either saw people were like, it was so good the the message behind it and the actors in it and blah 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 like it was so good or people just saying like it was completely cheesy like the message like there really was no message behind it or it was too confusing to understand um like it just didn't seem like there was any in between and i felt like me and her were really consensus of like everyone uh but i enjoyed it very much 
Yeah, I think I enjoyed it too. Um, I saw it with my wife as well, Erica, and um, she was just kind of confused at first as well. Mm-hmm. She was kind of lost, but it's to the point where it's like, I mean, I hate dogging on her, man. I really do, but at the same time, I just gotta. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, <laughs> but no, like um, this had to be probably the first movie she did not ask me. Wait, what happened? What's going on? Like during the movie. Because every time, like, we go to a movie, like, some, like I feel like she's always going to ask me a question. Right, right, yeah. But this time she didn't, and I'm just like, oh, okay, maybe she's really into it. <laughs> but, nah, she was just, just as confused as always. She just never asked me a question. I'm just like, oh, cool. <laughs> well, I think, I think generally most people are confused about the movie. Um, but yep. I think that you're kind of supposed to infer your own ending. Because I will say, like, a lot of the... Um, I think what a lot of people are saying about the ending is that it kind of fell apart. Like it started off really good. And, uh, as the movie went on, it almost seemed to unravel and fall apart into like almost like this non ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I actually enjoyed that. I actually enjoyed the fact that like you could kind of take, take it how you want it. Like there was still some sort of ending at the end if you think about it, but um, it was, it just ended up being one of those movies that you have to kind of think about a little bit. And so I think that's where this is going, but like everyone is talking about it, right? Like everyone. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's so strange to see. Like, I, I don't think I've seen a movie like this in a while where people are really, really, really talking about it the way they're talking about this movie. Well, I know for one thing that, um, I forgot, I forgot how to pronounce the last name, but Lupita Nyong'o. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, like um, they were getting on her case because she got her influence from uh, a disability or a ne- neurological disability. It was called spasmodic dysophonia. Am I saying that right? Spasmodic dysophonia. Yeah, I think that's it. Spasmodic dysophonia. Um, apparently, she got that, you know, the voice for Red. Uh-huh. She got it from hearing, what was it, Robert Kennedy? He had that, uh, she heard him talk at some conference or whatever. She's like, oh, that's the voice. I should get that. And then now she's apologizing to that community who has that, um, you know, neurological uh, disorder saying, I'm sorry for whatever. But honestly, you're asking an artist to get, I don't know, man. I feel iffy about it because, like, you know, if you're, it's an artist trying to get some type of influence from something. Uh huh, yeah. And so, for people being offended by it, I can probably see it too, but I'm just, I don't know, man. Interesting. It's not like she's making, it's not like she's making fun of them. Yeah. But to me, it's like she's just using it as an influence for the character because if you know in the movie, her character got choked by the throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I first saw that, I thought like, oh, maybe these uh, tethers have to like, when I first saw that um, at the very end, I thought, oh, maybe they have to like steal their voice or something. Maybe that's why she has that voice now. Or maybe she just choked her really hard is that she's now damaged by it. I don't know. But that to me, it, it explains it. But yeah, I don't think yeah anyone that, should be that's offended. actually pretty interesting. Like, I didn't know that. I didn't I actually didn't hear about that. So there's a lot of different news things going on with this movie too, like outside of the movie itself. That's mm-hmm. pretty interesting. I didn't know about that. And so now I'm looking it up and reading it, but uh, I don't know, it's pretty interesting. Cause I, I thought the same thing as you. I thought the reason she's speaking like that is because her like throat got crushed or something. And so yeah. that's the way she's speaking now. But um, yeah, interesting. I don't know. But what else you've been hearing? <laughs> so I heard, um, Double check this before I, uh, before I, uh, uh, before I say something. But basically, what I had heard uh, is that Jordan Peele, the director of the movie, uh, had basically, uh, basically stated that he didn't see himself casting uh, a white person any any more lead roles uh, for his <laughs> movies. Um, so. Basically, that obviously that that the way that I said that is. Uh, sounds racist um i'm just trying to see 
I, I so this is the quote that that uh, the Hollywood Reporter said. I don't see I don't see myself casting a white dude as the lead in my in my movie. Not that I don't like white dudes, but I've seen that movie. He said, according to the Hollywood Reporter, the way I look at it, I get to cast black people in movie in my movies. I feel fortunate to be in the position where I can say, uh, where I can say to Universal, I want to make twenty million dollar movie uh, with a black family, and they say yes. Um, so uh, obviously, initially, when news like this comes out, it's just the first part, right? Like, I don't see myself casting a white guy in my movies. And that's kind of how yeah. they leave it. Um, that's what but, people like get attracted to is hearing. Yeah. That. Yeah. And so uh, reading the long version of that, he's basically saying not that he's he, like, it's not in a racist sentiment. He's saying it, but he's saying it that um, mainstream is uh, you're having the perspective of, of a white family or uh, white people living out certain, you know, lives. And so now he's trying to tell his side of things. Um, and I didn't know this actually, but I did hear as this news was coming out is that he actually does have a white wife. Um, Jordan Peele? Yeah. <laughs> and I actually found out she's a comedian as well. So I think it makes it really interesting. I think, um, I don't think he meant to say it in an offensive way. I think people are taking it that way. Um, but I think maybe he just has a unique perspective and he's probably having unique dialogue with, you know, a comedian. Uh, we had obviously a conversation last week about comedians and you know where their limits are and stuff like that. But uh, right. I'm I'm guessing he just is just trying to tell his what he sees as his truth. Uh, but yeah, that happened. Oh man, it you can't please everyone, man. <laughs> That's yeah. I think we yeah. Just, I think we said that last episode too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we said that a lot. I think we've said it in most of our episodes, like. Because we're telling these stories where somebody's angry about something that's, mm-hmm. I don't know, something's going on. I know, dude. It's it's contagious. For sure, for like, sure. But I mean, like, I don't know. I see it like, well, if that's the case, then you should get mad at Medea. You know, all those Medea films or like Tyler Perry. Because you don't see him hosting any, like, you know, lead white male roles. I don't think like, it's, I don't think it's the issue of. I don't think it's or is that, it just because he said it? I think it's because he said it. I don't think it's, I don't think people naturally care. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's two things, two two trains of thought for me. One is he said it out loud, so people we're in this culture now of people like catching you for the things you do and for the things you say. So he said it, and so now people can go back and like if he ever does something wrong or or does something inherently like bad. You, they can go back and go. Oh well, look at what he said. This is why he said it. So, I think that's one of the reasons. The other reason, Tyler Perry movies aren't like super duper huge mainstream. Yeah, that's that's true too. So, um, this movie I think was mainstream for any color. So, obviously, Jordan Peele was also the director of Get Out. Um, and Get Out was more of a, that one was more of a racially charged um, movie because you're talking about, you know, him dating a white woman. He's around these white people who are like making these black people like robotic almost. Um, and then, you know, spoiler alert, even though it's damn near like five years later in Get Out, you're finding out that the people are the white people are putting themselves inside of the black people's bodies. Mm. And so in this case, we, it kind of went in the opposite direction. There's still some uh, like sh- social commentary, but um, it's not racially motivated. So I think everybody looks at this and it's easier for everyone to digest. And they're really waiting on this movie. Yeah. I don't know. I, me myself, I just enjoyed it. Just watching it, it was a good film. Yeah, I did too, and and so I think that's part of it too. Um, like when I go to the movies, I like to turn my brain off. So, you know, I, yeah, I just like to just enjoy the movie as it is. It was really hard because I saw. I mean, I still saw it like opening weekend basically, um, and people were really annoying in in the theater I was in. Like how so? 
Like, so there's definitely some funny parts in the movie uh, too. Like, you can kind of inherently see that. But then, like, everyone would laugh and then people would start talking inside of the movie. Oh, I hate that. And I hate that. And so I'm like, I'm like, I get it. I get it. You're trying to like, like everyone wants to take the opportunity to like be the comedian. Like they just want to take the movie and, you know, be funny themselves and have people laugh with them. But like, I didn't really see some of the parts that they found funny, funny. So like when she actually, so when Lupita started talking, people started laughing at the way she was talking. Nah, that's stupid. Yeah, and so I didn't yeah. really, I didn't really find it that funny, but apparently people did. And then, um, like in some of the scary parts, people would yell out just obnoxious things. So people were talking, and then the lady behind me was kicking my chair. So she <laughs> like, she, I don't know if she was nervous or what, but she like, I thought she had like the nervous giggles, like you know when you get nervous so you kind of laugh. Yep. Like she was doing that. And then she was also kicking my chair. It was a whole thing. Dude, I it did not enjoy the movie experience. Um and so I was kind of sour on the movie when I left the movies. I was like, I don't know about this damn movie. Like I'm trying to think about it. Um uh, even after the movies, I think you can soak up a lot of the movie. You're trying to figure certain things out. Um and as the days went by, I realized that I really did enjoy the movie a lot. But I think the movie going experience fucked it up for me and like I actually wanted to like dude I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to a regular ass movie theater so I don't know like I don't know in in because you're in Texas I don't know if it's all the same there or there's different chains or what like obviously Harkins and like AMC those are some of the premier ones like those are nationwide but like I think that I'm going to start spending more money on my movie going experiences from now on no, definitely. So, I don't, you know, moving here to Texas, I have never seen a Harkins. I've not seen Harkins. I've seen AMC and Cinemark. I don't know if you have Cinemark in Arizona. but um, I, think, I think we have one. Okay, so what I liked about Cinemark is that it's small theaters. Like, even in the premiere ones, because what's cool about it is that they have recliner seats with uh, heaters in it. So, like, you know, you can uh, warm up your lower back or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And what's great about it, too, is that no one is really behind you kicking your kicking your seat because that's too far away because it's a recliner. Right, okay. And um, I think the last movie theater that I went to that was kind of like like a Harkins, where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, not that fancy seating or whatever, like AMC-ish, um, was back in Hawaii, and my wife and I went, went to go see Moana, mm-hmm. which was... A bad choice on our part because we went during the opening week and there's just nothing but like parents and there's little kids that they couldn't right. control. Right, right, right. And that annoyed the shit out of me because I'm like, you know, control your kids. And like, you know, they're kicking us and like screaming out the top of their lungs. And I'm realizing, you know what? We should have just waited or we should have gone to like a smaller theater mm-hmm. where it's more intimate. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I like about Cinemark when I went to go see us. It was just. There's people sitting right next to us, yeah, whatever, but we kind of, it wasn't as crappy as your your experience, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's possible they were also doing that because they were just scared. Like, you know, I saw the spoiler, so I realized it was not really that much horror, it was really thriller. Right, like, yeah, and that's, and that's how I explain it to people too when they ask about the movie, because I, I had dinner with my coworkers too for my birthday, and one of the girls was like, oh, like, I definitely didn't want to see it because I'm just like, I get nervous in scary movies. And I was like, funny enough, I don't think this is horror. I think it's like thriller or um, suspense, I guess people call it too. Yeah. Um. So that's what I told them. I was like, I don't think, I definitely don't. Like, there's one part in general that I think is like more horror based, but for the most part, it's not like, you know, gory or anything like that. Definitely. Not even that gory either. It's like. Most scenes, like, they're even, like, well, yeah, it's not even that gory. Because, like, there's some scenes that they just, like, block out completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not like, for example, like, The Walking Dead, where you see, like, a whole zombie face get smashed in. Mm-hmm. You don't see that in, in Us. You just see, like, you know, people popping out of corners, yeah, but 
that's pretty much about it. Some people get stabbed in the throat, but that's about it too. Like nothing too graphic, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So but I recommend it. But but I would say and I would recommend too, but just to kind of go back really quick before we because I, I yeah. want I want us to wrap this up in a nice bow, but I if you would have caught me last week, bro, like if you would have caught me on the Sunday, like we were gonna do on Monday, but like if you would have caught me on that day, I was I was literally getting ready to rage out and scream <laughs> into this microphone and like basically tell you what I thought about like major chain movie places. And so I've decided if I'm excited about a movie, I'm gonna think long and hard if I want to go see that movie in theaters. And if I do really want to, because this is one of the ones I haven't really wanted to see a movie like this in a, in a long time. Like I was really, really dying to go. Um, mm-hmm. If I do want to go, I'm going to go to a more expensive place because uh, like there, I think conventional wisdom says like two things. One, people are more naturally going to take their kids to like a more mainstream movie theater because it's cheaper um, the tickets in Arizona have gotten so cheap for cinema. So Harkins right next to me is $7 for any movie you want to see night or day. Oh, wow. Um, and when we went to AMC, cause my dad got me an AMC gift card. Mm-hmm. Um, the tickets were like $6 and 15 cents or something like that. That's not bad either. Yeah, no. So it was like $12 in total and you get to pick your seat at, at AMC um, but I think that breeds people who don't ha- like they they're not investing in the movie. You know what I mean? They just want to go see it. Yeah, exactly. So I think with like some of these other places, I think there's a place called iPick that for two tickets, I think it was like almost fifty bucks, which is quite expensive. But it was literally like you get like this little pod you can sit in. Okay. So it's like it's a pod surrounding you and and your other person. Um, a button so people can come serve you food and drinks and stuff like that. Um, and like you can recline inside of the pod. So you're basically like blocked off from the rest of the world, which I, sounds amazing to me. Yeah, that does sound, it's kind of like a kind of back in the day you have the drive, the drive-ins. It's like you just, your little bubble was your car, you know, yeah, or the, yeah, yeah. or the bed of your truck. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, um, I got you. I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of working myself back up into some of the anger I had last week, but like, I'm done. No, that's fine. We could talk about <laughs> we could talk about movie theaters, dude. I'm just I could saying. You, my biggest pet peeve with movie theaters is like this is what I do. So like, um, when I'm watching the um trailers right before the actual movie starts, mm-hmm. that is the time when I start opening up my nacho bag or like my popcorn, like whenever that's plastic wrapping that makes that big ass annoying noise. My thing is like I I want to be that person to get it out of the way before the movie starts. I hate it when someone does it during the movie. Yeah. That's yeah. that's my biggest pet one of my biggest pet peeves. Like yeah, kicking behind the chair is a total getting like I'm ready to like say, "Excuse me, can you stop?" Like just yeah, those two things really get me going. Um I mean, the phone thing, I kind of just look, but eventually everyone's smart about it and they actually turn it off rather than answering on the phone. But I just what why like what type of person do you have to be? Because I know the girl behind me was younger, but like I know there was a whole family back there. So she was a part of a family, not just like her by herself and her friends. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you want to ruin someone else's experience? Like, I get it. People are selfish and they, you know, want to go in there and they're seeing the movie and they're kind of having their own experience apart from you. So, like, especially with this movie, you take your own experiences away from this movie. You're going to have your own thoughts about it and your own feelings and relations to it. But, like, I, I just don't understand, dude. Like, I'm st- I'm paying the same amount of money as you to get in here, to reserve my seat, get this movie. And then on top of that, paying for all this food as well because, you know, popcorn and drinks and stuff like that. But, like, why yeah. <laughs> why like I just don't understand like I don't get it well see that's the thing like so if this is the Harkins that I'm thinking about that's by your place um that's why I like to go in early like even when I was like living in Arizona I knew it was like okay these aren't that fancy they're just like regular seats so 
this is why I exactly get there super <laughs> early. I get my ticket and I get somewhere in the back, like far back where so I'm just like, there's a wall. Right, right, yeah. You know, and no one's really bugging me at all. And that's one of the things I used to do back then. Now in, with Cinemark, you have arranged seating. So mm-hmm. it's like, you say, yeah, I want two tickets for us. And be like, okay, these are the, all the green, all the green squares are what's available. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So uh, I'll get these two right here near the back. But I know no one's going to be behind kicking me. Well, that's the other like, thing too is that so my wife is the one that got the tickets, and my wife likes to sit directly in the middle of the movie theater, like eye level oh, with the screen, yeah. and like right there. And so I don't blame her. I, I know a lot of people do like to do that, but not yeah. me. Like I, I'm the same as you. If I pick the seats, I would be in the very back. I know no one's behind me because that kind of makes me nervous too. I hate when people are behind me, but yeah, um, like I wouldn't have anyone seated behind me and I'm in control of my experience, at least where I'm sitting from. So. Yep. Also like I do my best to always go to the bathroom even before the movie starts. (laughs) I'm the same way too. Like I don't (laughs) think ever in my existence have I ever gone to the bathroom during a movie. Yeah. Cause I, it's sometimes like I get so into the movie. I don't want to leave. Yeah. And it's like, even like my wife, she gets on my case, be like, but you already went to the bathroom when we left before we left the house. I'm like, yeah, but I got to go again. I, I want to just, whatever I have in reserve, I just want it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want it to be holding it because I know once I finish this Dr. Pepper, Coca-Cola, whatever the hell it is, I know I'm going to be having that feeling during the middle of it, and I'm just going to have to hold it towards the end. Yeah. If I have just a little bit in there, it's going to be building up a lot more faster in my mind, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, I. That's one of the third things. Like she's like, "Ugh, really again?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah! I don't want to miss the movie." But, or the trailers. I you know, trailers are really good too. I don't want to miss out on those. Yeah, um, for sure. Damn, I actually forgot what was the trailers before the us. Um, the only one I remember seeing was um, that other Jordan Peele movie coming out. It was like Ma or something like that. Or, oh yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one. And then uh, there was like a political one about like a. Oh, with uh, I know what you're talking about. Um, kind of like uh, it's like the school board versus Brown kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like exactly. One of those. Um, damn, I can't really remember what the other ones. All I know is that I'm looking forward to. Detective Pikachu when that comes out. I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one because it's like, you know, you have this Pikachu, but it's voiced with, you know, Deadpool. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, huh, I wonder how that's going to turn out. But um, I haven't seen, I heard Sonic the Hedgehog was going to be coming out. I haven't seen the trailer for that. But um, that's going to be a little iffy. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about those two movies that you just mentioned. Right. Well, I mean, I I I kind of already know Sonic is not going to be as good, right? Whereas Detective Pikachu, it's like okay, it has Ryan Reynolds. It can't be all that bad. I don't really like Ryan Reynolds though. Really? Yeah, not a huge fan. Not even in Deadpool. I do like Deadpool. I when I saw Deadpool, I like that, but I didn't see the second one. But I the first one I did like. Okay. You should watch, uh, try to watch the second one. But, like, I also like the fact that he just kind of gets in there and, like, they had, like, uh, videos with him and um, Hugh Jackman kind of beefing on each other. Yeah, yeah. Those are pretty funny. But, um, yeah, I'm a little curious on how that might turn out. But On other movie news, though, I don't know. Are we all done with uh, movie theaters? Um, yeah, I think we're done. Well, let, let's, let's do this real quick. So, two things. One, uh, Forbes... Announced that us is gonna gross a hundred million dollars. Wow! So this was two days ago. On the twenty ninth, they reported hundred million dollars. Um, it's gonna cross that mark and probably keep going. Um, I think. Uh, I think it. I think opening it grossed just a little bit less than Get Out, but I think it's gonna cross it overall. Nice. So there's that. Um, and then the second thing is, I think us, I think 
for the both of us, I think we both liked it, right? Two thumbs up on both of our parts. Yeah, I get thumbs up. Yeah, I like I like to see. I would recommend people go see it. Sweet, awesome, um, awesome. Uh, on to the next segment, I guess, or commercial. I don't know. <laughs> let's let's uh let's let's take this moment to uh let's 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 do a let's do a read. Let's do an ad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's do that, and then at. <laughs> We'll chop this part up. We'll just chop this part up right here. <laughs> well, I think I think normally starting moving forward, we're not going to say we're chopping it up. We'll just say, let's do a read. And then you'll just say, okay, and we'll go into it. Okay. Word. There. You can use that okay right there. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we'll just use uh, my the recording I already have. Got it. Okay. So, okay. Now we're on. We're back on. Back right? to the show. Hey, we're back. Thanks for listening to that ad there that we just did. Yeah, go, uh, go, uh, you know, get on Anchor. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. It I is good it. stuff. Yeah. All right. So, uh, but speaking of movies, though, just to finish it all off, I did see Fire. I saw the Ooh. last Netflix one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm still fifty-fifty on that as well because you know what. These uh, these rich privileged kids did not do their homework at all. Uh, cause in the movie it shows there was a guy who's kind of, you know, putting them out on fraud before they even had the show to start. And I'm like, well, if you really spent that much money, don't you want to do some research on it? And uh, sure enough, not those, not many of those people did. Right. And they got a uh, SOL. Yeah, you know it's funny. Um, it's funny to speak about that too because. Um, this last week I actually heard, uh, another podcast they had, uh, the guy had one of his friends on and he was there at the, the fire festival, but like, he wasn't like one of these, I guess you would say like rich privileged kids. He really made his own money and he was kind of like self-made and stuff. Um, so he didn't really have the same mentality, but he went and he said that (laughs) he actually had the best time ever. He said that people were, um, crying freaking out they didn't know what to do um like he said the first night was just insane um but the first night he said he had his own tent like right away he already knew like as soon as he got on the bus he said he knew it was like janky um so he said he's as soon as he got off of the bus he stole like he stole his own tent and like he had booze and stuff so he's like i was good like i had booze i had a tent I had like a bunch of power bars. Like I was good. Um, <laughs> and like, he said he was even making fun of some of the kids. He, he's like, I was running around like, welcome to hell and like scaring <laughs> kids and stuff. And then, uh, he said that the second night, because he knew it was, it was such a, like, you know, a shit show and stuff like that. He bribed, not bribed. He, he asked some of the local workers to take him to like a better spot because they're still in like the Bahamas. Right. I think it was, um, yeah, somewhere there. Yeah, and so like they're still technically like in paradise. I mean, just go walk to the beach. Um he gave some of the workers liquor and they took him down to a spot. He they went to like a local bar and they got drinks there. Uh they invited a bunch of the girls that were at, you know, the tents and stuff. So they were on the beach like he's like I was basically doing it the way you see it in the video in the movie like you know, they're on the boat with the girls and like drinking and this and that. Yeah. He's like, I was basically doing that, but like not there. He's like, so I just like bribed the workers to like take me to a really nice part of the beach. We were on the beach drinking, dancing, playing there. Like somebody was playing music. Uh, and then like I went to one of the bars. They served food. We ate there. He's like, I had like literally the best time of my entire life. Hmm. And I so, mean, that's. That may, that's a good way of doing it, though. I mean, because, yeah, if you're there, too, why not, hell, even pay the workers be like, hey, let me crash at your place, like, make them an Airbnb for the night. Right, right, yeah. You know, why why stay with a bunch of other people? If you're really that kind of adventurous kind of person, go talk to some locals, man. Right, right, yeah. You know, but that sounds like a pretty good idea. <laughs> See, he did it right. Yeah, so he kind of, like, he was like, I dude, I was not worried about the situation. I just... I literally just took charge of the situation. The workers treated me like 
one of them who were just partying and like he's like I basically have my own fire festival like on a smaller scale. There it is. But man, that would that would have been something to see though. But give me your thoughts, man. I want to I want to hear more. Like give me what do you what did you think? Well, that guy kind of had the same uh people skills, I guess, as that dude from uh, In Plain Sight. You know, just being manipulative and uh, mm-hmm. things like that. And the fact that he asked a guy to go and suck some guy's dick. <laughs> yeah. And the guy was willing to go do that. Uh, that's a friend, dude. That's that, Yeah, that's definitely a friend, but that's someone you would like. <laughs> why uh, fuck him over in the end, you know? It's like he was willing to go down <laughs> um, for you, basically. Yeah. But yeah. shit, dude, like. When he when he said that he he went home took a shower I thought he was like you know so grossed out he went to go shower himself <laughs> off but, but then he mentions that he went to go put on mouthwash I'm like wait where's this going wait wait what yeah yeah <laughs> oh god just uh that was a complete fail ah <laughs> oh, damn and then hearing about Ja Rule and all that stuff and like even on the the conference call he's like. It's like it's so basically it's fraud. He's like, no, no, it's not fraud. I would say, uh, I forgot what he, he said. said I, like, he said it's false advertising, not fraud. Yeah, that's uh, which is technically kind of fraud in a way. Exactly, it, in a way. But um, I felt bad for everyone who was like in dealt with this dude. Um. Because no one was even asking, you know, where'd he get this money? You know, he would go out for a flight, come back with money to, for the next, uh, you know, other obstacle, basically. Yeah. And no one really bothered to ask him where he got it from. Well, he had a lot of money, too, right? So in the movie they talked about, he had a company beforehand called uh, Magnesis. Yeah. And so he got <clears throat> he got wealthy himself from that whole business. Um, so he, you know, basically it was a exclusive basically it was an exclusive prepaid card i mean yeah i mean if we're 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 talking seriously it's a glorified prepaid card and then it came with benefits you could get tickets to shows and concerts a vip or uh they would do like singles nights and stuff and then a chef would come cook for them or some shit like that mm-hmm. um but that's how he got his initial money um Beyond that, yeah, the rest of it was pretty shady. Oh yeah, so uh, that's why, like, I don't know, man. If I I've met people like that before, like you know, and I just flat out said no, I don't want to fuck with you, man. It's like even like in Hawaii, I've met a lot of crazies like that. To be honest with you, like mm-hmm. I don't know if I told you a few stories, but there's one in particular. That I'm just, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to throw it out there. So, did I tell you about the orgy story? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I believe you did, but you should just refresh if, if you know. Okay. So, this guy. Um, oh, you did. Okay. Was, I remember. You did tell me, but yes. But refresh. Yeah. So, still, so, yeah. So, this guy, um, basically, he has like a monopoly in um, in Hawaii when it comes to his field of work. I'm not going to say I'll I'll be nice, you know, cuz uh you know, we I have some friends who are affiliated with this dude. Not in the way that, you know, he wants them to do, but yeah, whatever. So he has a lot of money. Uh we're acquainted with his girlfriend cuz uh we worked a lot with his uh girlfriend and my other job. And you know, one night we decided to go out to their new place. It was actually a 3 million dollar house just off the beat uh off the coast and North Hawaii or Oahu. And it was beautiful. I freaking loved it. Like, you know, it was still under construction, but we still had a nice time. We got all drunk and whatever. But we started realizing this guy's a little weird. And uh, we went over like about maybe five bottles of wine, about five bottles of wine in. And all of a sudden, um, he disappears. The girls disappear. And then towards the end of it, we're realizing like, I didn't realize this until the very end, but he's basically saying like, oh, the girl, the girlfriend and the guy 
went into the room. They were talking. Another girl came in, wanted to invite them over because we had a magician show up, and he was showing us these cool tricks. All of a sudden, he was trying to force them to have an orgy with him, and <laughs> things went sideways where he went and go and grabbed one girl, choked her by the, you know, choked her and pinned her on a wall, and then the girl tried to move him away, and then he punched her in the stomach, and, you know, it wasn't as aggressive, but, you know, it was enough to scare them, so they both ran, and then uh, the other girls were trying to find the girls. They all found, all the girls found each other. They decided to go and stay in the garage and smoke a blunt. And uh, they were just smoking and freaking out. We see the guy and we're like, dude, what the fuck is going on? And he's gone. Like, he's now additional two bottles. So I think he's like seven bottles of wine now. And I'm talking to his girlfriend. I'm like, you know, hey, man, how are you going to smoke without me? You know, just, you know, trying to move on with the party. Just trying to move on, have some good vibes. Then all of a sudden he comes by. And he's like, hey, I see you eyeing her. Why don't you just fuck her in front of me? I'm like, whoa, what? Whoa. And he's like, yeah, fuck her right now. And, like, you know, it, it was to the point, like, my wife started throwing food at him. And then, like, next thing you know, the other girl started throwing food at him. And he's just eating it. Like, he's trying to eat it all sexy-like and whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> this guy's fucking weird. Uh -huh. And then at the end of the party, we're like, you know what? Let's get the hell out of here. Let's just all go. And then he pulls me to the side for a good 30 minutes. And he's trying to convince me to swap. Oh, whoa. To swing. He's like, yeah, it's, you know, he's sitting there, like, you know, with another bottle of wine in his hand, and he's, like, holding my shoulder, and he's, like, rubbing me, and then, like, first off, that's just freaking <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, he's convincing me, to be like, yeah, you know, like, my girl, she's fucking hot, blah, 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 and your girl, she has a nice, you know, he's just going on and on, and, ah, oh, man, like, the fact that, you know, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But if you're at a party and you're forcing it on people and you're trying to talk them into it this long, it's like your skills aren't that as good as you think they are. Yeah. And I'm just going to let that pass. And, you know, just we just left. And then it was so funny. Like my wife was so drunk. She decided to throw up on his uh, doorstep. <laughs> and the fact that all this shit went down, she's like, no, that fucker deserves it. And I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Uh, let me at least hose it down. So I just I hosed it down and moved it away. But oh man, everyone was pissed that night. Everyone was so pissed off. But yeah. on the other hand, my boss, who's actually a, a friends with this dude, he was just watching everything go down and he was just laughing. He was like, it's like it was just a TV show for him. That's one thing I liked about my old boss is that he would get, watch people get drunk and watch them be stupid. Yeah. There was another time, like, you know, some dudes wanted to fight, and I'm trying to break it up. He's like, no, 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 CJ, let let them fight. I want to see this shit. <laughs> what? Okay. But, um, yeah, man, there's also another guy who's trying to be manipulative. He wanted me to, like, quit my job and take his job with, you know, and he made it sound so convincing, I still said no. And I just can't trust people who who talk a lot, you know, especially when they're trying to sell you something. Yeah. To me, just having that experience and then also seeing it ha unfold on other people, I learn from those mistakes, and I try to not get fall for that shit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, because I think those people all got fucked. Like, you know, going back into the fire movie, I know that was a long story about whatever, but <laughs> going back to the fire movie, all those people got fucked. Yeah. All because they let this one guy talk them into doing all this crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I don't know, man. It, I just don't trust those kind of people. Yeah, I will say they, they're just probably, like, because nowadays we're all very obsessed with, like, status symbol stuff, so that's why they got roped into that, and I think that's why they were blinded and they couldn't see the fact that they were going to be duped, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Because after the movie, I will say this, after the movie, I thought about it more. All he had to do was, he could have done two things. One or two things here he could have done. One, not there on the festival and just got the app created. And like once he got the app created, then promote it in smaller ways. Um, which he means he probably could have 
uh, you know, got it done because obviously the fire festival was for the fire app. Um, and the app was for, uh, booking artists to come play at your events, right? Because regular people don't know how to book artists for certain things. Um, and that's where right. Ja Rule came into this whole thing. Like he has all these contacts in industry. Uh, so he could have just finished the damn app and not got up, caught up with all the rest of the stuff. Or he could have uh, had patience during the process of creating the festival. Because the, yep. the festival was what? It was created in... It was like less than a year. Yeah, and like... I think less than six months, I believe. Oh man, that's worse. And so, and like, not only do you see it in the movie, but I think for me and you know, like just from common wisdom and knowledge we've heard over the years, a festival of that size probably takes probably at least at the very least two years to like make. Yeah. Cause you're talking about zoning, you're talking about licensing, you're talking about all this money that you have to spend on equipment and just making sure people are safe, you know? Exactly. And so I just think about it like it could have literally gone in the other direction for this guy, but he just was so like wrapped up in the thought of like getting this money. I don't know if necessarily he was like trying to be fraudulent, but like he could have really saved himself a lot of like embarrassment at the end of the day. Yeah, I definitely agree. If, he was just more patient rather than trying to push everything as he did. It would have gone a lot better. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you and me, I think we, I don't know if we were in the same class, the music business class, mm-hmm. yeah. but, but, um, you took it too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know that it takes at least a month to get shit going for, you know, just a small venue. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got to get all the, you got to figure out which bands are going to be performing all together. You got to get contracts written out. You got to talk to the venue. You got to see how much it all is going to cost. Um, things like that. Just something that small taking about, you know, two weeks to a month. A big show like that, there's no way in hell you can do a lesson there. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's another thing, too. Like, he fucked up on saying the whole Narcos uh, Island or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And he lost it after he, yeah. that he said that. Yeah. Oh, man. This guy just... It's fucked up a lot. And then after like being accused of all that, he wants to go and starts hustling again after he got bail. Dude, that last part was like, I didn't even understand. Like, I don't even know why he was <laughs> filming himself again. I didn't either. And then he had that, like he had that little guy, like calling people like, yeah, like sending emails out to people about like 50% off this and 50% off that. And like, I don't know, dude. It's so weird. Yeah, I would. Ah, dude, I just don't. I would never trust those kind of people. I, that's just me. But there's people out there who would still trust them. Yeah, but. I think there. I think there. There are still people out there that would still do it. Like once again, going back to what I said earlier, like I think people are just so involved in like being being at the next thing, like being at having the big moment. And I hate this stupid word. There's actually a word for it, or a phrase for it, or an acronym for it, but. Have you ever heard of FOMO? No, I haven't. <laughs> so FOMO is like the new like buzzword for millennials right now. Um, and, like a YOLO thing? <laughs> kind of, kind of. But FOMO is uh, it's fear of missing out. <laughs> oh, God. And then so, so everybody's using this term now. But FOMO is a millennial term, basically. Fear of missing out, and it's basically the it's the acronym for the effect that is created around millennials now, where there's an urgency behind younger people to want to do something because they have a fear of not being like on Instagram in that new place or being in the newest clothes or being in the latest event or whatever, what have you. So that's how that term came about, but that's they capitalize on that. And I went to a marketing conference like a couple months ago because that's what I do nine to five wise. But um, they had this whole like conversation about FOMO and all this stuff. But that's like, that's what they say now is like the big thing. That's what's driving the younger generation now. 
and yeah, they had this really actually pretty good, um, pretty good talk about the iPhone and the blue and the the blue and the green of iPhones. So if you have an iPhone and you're texting somebody on an iPhone, they have your conversations are blue and gray usually, right? Yeah. And so the blue and gray signifies the other person has an iPhone. It's through iMessage, which is basically like a instant message feature, basically. You can turn it off, but iPhone users have it. And then so when you text somebody that doesn't have an iPhone, they have an Android phone, you see a green instead of the blue. And so now people, even behind this, are getting snooty and snotty because they're like, oh, well, you don't have an iPhone. Or like, (laughs) there's like memes going around where like, Girls are saying, "Oh, I can't date you because you have you, your text message is green and not blue." <laughs> oh, Jesus, dude. So that's yeah. I mean, I've seen the I've I think I've seen some uh, FOMO things going around. Um, I mean, the whole Supreme Brick thing threw me off. Oh right, yeah. I was like, people are spending money like two hundred something bucks for a brick that says Supreme. Like, okay, that's that's probably definitely has to be something with FOMO because everyone wants fucking Supreme. Mm-hmm. But um, the way that I see it, though, our generations before us, like I'm saying like grandpa days, like, you know, in the 20s and 30s, whatever, people were doing shit in their 20s. Like, they didn't need no fucking brand. They just, they just had nothing and they just wanted to do something with it, mm-hmm. you know? The thing is, is like, the fact that we have technology now and we have YouTube and we have Instagram and we have all these people who are basically, I'll, put, I'll throw in a millennial word out there, salty mm-hmm. over everyone else's <laughs> bullshit. Right. Yeah. They want the same thing. And it's like back then, people didn't need that. They just know they wanted something better for themselves. Right. And it's like, I don't, you know, like, I don't know how old Marilyn Monroe was or like, you know, if you look at, Biggie or Tupac, they were in their 20s doing shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like people nowadays in our 20s, we're not doing as much as what human beings were capable of doing back then. And um, we just, I don't know what it was back in. Like maybe they had drive. Maybe they were just like fueled of just surviving or they wanted to live or something. But whatever that they had, we probably are missing. Mm-hmm. Whereas now we just have everything where that just makes us more negative about ourselves. Yeah, for sure. True. Like, um, you know, to, to, to think about what, what drove, I guess our parents' generation and and before that, you know, when you talk, like there's two trains of thought to it. One is they went with brands that were, I guess that they trusted. Right. So like, a brand would spend all these years and all this money getting you to trust their brand. And so they would always go with the trusted brand. You're talking about Coke, you're talking about Pepsi, Tide, all these damn brands that are like old as, as hell now. But yeah, that's what they fed off of. And now because of internet, you can see a little bit more transparently through certain things. And now we have initiatives to uh, clean up the world and, you know, social justice stuff. So, um, we have the ability to say like, I don't want to get that just because you're marketing to me. Um, I want it because it's cheaper or because I, you know, I can maybe do it myself or whatever. So we have all this knowledge at our, our fingertips, which is the good part. But like um, really what's driving marketing right now is your friend, right? It's like you're driving it. I'm driving it. If I recommend something, you're more than likely going to, buy into it because I recommended it to you rather than some big corporation doing that. But at the same time, because we have all these things to like see each other with Instagram and Facebook and so on and so forth. And we talk about this damn near every week uh, with social media. Uh, when you're younger, you want to, you know, another millennial word, you want to stunt on people, you want to flex on them. <laughs> um, and so that's what's, driving us i guess driving the younger generation forward as a whole so uh you always want to look cool i think as a young person like that's always a a driving factor somewhere in your life because 
as a guy, at least looking cool, you think will get you women. So you just kind of keep following that trend. And then usually women, I would think usually, uh, try to look cool for each other more than anything else. Oh yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Yep. That's so damn true. Yeah. I think that's a, it kind of reminds me of like, uh, that one person we had back then on, uh, our early episodes with that one high schooler. Mm, uh-huh. I was like, yeah, man, high school is fucking crazy. Cause yeah, everyone wants to be cool. Everyone wants to be like, you know, getting a guy or a girl, you know? Right. Right. It's, it's a, it really, a fuck, it really fucks up your psyche sometimes. It's like, yeah. Even to this day, like someone told me this a long time ago. It's like, you know, peer pressure is always going to be there until all your peers are dead or old or whatever. Yeah, it's true. I mean, like, I'll say it like my on my birthday Sunday I just turned twenty nine, uh, and you feel it like you you're I am no longer in a class where I'm competing with people to try to be cooler than the next person. Like it's just me now. Like it's just me and my wife now. Yeah, which is what it turns into later in life. And obviously, being young, you don't see it like that. You don't see that it's going to get to that point. Um. I'm sure there's still 30 year olds who are trying to compete and still do some of that stuff, but like it just gets less frequent. Like your, your views get a lot different and what you see as being cool kind of like solidifies into something that is just, uh, from the past. Like it's a little harder to start seeing what 16 year olds are seeing and think those are things are cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't necessarily think, I'm old or I don't really feel old, but I think that as soon as I got into this age bracket, um, I just like it, just the optics are different. I guess I would say. Right. Cause I'm not going to have the same taste as a 16 year old, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense. I don't know me like with me and my job, like I actually have to, I have to show a, a good appearance. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, with this role that I'm going to be taking now, it's like, I'm going to have to get like some nice dress tops and suits and shoes kind of thing. And it's like, I got to dress the part, you know? Right. And, um, it's to the point where it's like, even sometimes when I, when I want to, you know, take my wife out to go eat somewhere, it's like, even I still have to, something about me, like just wants to look at least, at least look decent, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's like, if I didn't have this job, I probably would go in like, you know, with, PJs or something going outside just to, you know, wherever, because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But something in my body now is like where if I have to dress nice for work, maybe I should dress up a little bit nicer while I'm going out for public. Right. Yeah. I have the same things too. Um, <laughs> I will say one thing and, and, you know, I'm going to say this off the basis. My wife probably is not listening, but <laughs> guys do it differently. Right. We, are we like maybe there's just some gene inside of us and I, I think it's already been proven that there kind of is but our testosterone makes us want to challenge others yeah um and obviously not to to blame it on the testosterone part or whatever but there's some thing inside of a man that are just like inherently trying to like uh have these like battles with other guys even if you don't really think about it in your mind and on that other part, even if you're in a relationship, like you kind of want to like still get the compliments and still like show that you're not like old and washed and like, you know, I don't know, irrelevant in some way, I, I think. Yeah. Like there's always this thing I think in guys' minds is just like, I know that I'm married. I know that like I'm never going to be with, you know, X, Y, and Z ever again. But like, I don't want to like, if just by an off chance, maybe, you know, I, you know, get a compliment or, uh, I think even at this age, like if you see an ex, you're like, I just want to show that, that chick, like (laughs) I'm doing better than you. And like, you know, like you just kind of have this inherent thing where you kind of just want to show off a little bit. Um, and so there's some of that. Just a bit, just a small, just a small bit. Yeah. It's like, yeah. If I see an ex in Arizona, be like, Hey, you're still here in Arizona. Well, (laughs) I'm just traveling the world. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's some of that, too, I think, a little bit spread in there for us. Uh, but, but yeah. Yeah. Yep. I can agree to that. For sure. For sure. Uh, well, that was a good hour. 
Yeah, man. That went uh, pretty quick. Yeah. Like, again, like, we haven't really talked in two weeks, but, I mean, like, we still have some stuff to talk about because, yeah, I mean, that sucks that you had that bad day. Um, Me, I was just getting ready for that trip to Orlando and uh, trying to mentally prepare an airplane flight. But, uh, yeah, it was a good week. Yeah, yeah. Overall, okay week. Yeah, for sure. for sure. I definitely got drunk, though. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, I actually drank quite a, quite a bit myself as well, so. Hey. Yeah. I actually, well, uh, what's your favorite, what's your favorite type of beer again? Um, I don't know if I, it depends on what type of mood I'm in or where I'm at. Mm. The, I think the setting matters more, but, um, if, or if we're just talking about basic go-to. ass beers, like if we're just talking about like some domestic type stuff, normally I drink Coors Light as domestic. Um, if I'm just like hanging out, whatever, trying to be cheap. Um, if I'm hanging out with family in like a restaurant setting, I drink Dos Equis. And then if I'm hanging out with like maybe a little bit more bougier crowd or like, uh, not bougier, I would say, but like, uh, more social crowd, I'll probably have like a craft beer of some sort. Yeah. That sounds, that's pretty dope. I know. Um, lately, I've been going to bars, and it's like my go-to is just Blue Moon. Like, okay. I try to go for that because you know not everyone's gonna have like an Amber Brew kind of thing. Yeah. They might have Amber Bach, um, but that's more for like. I would say more like intimate kind of things. It's like you know if I'm gonna play some pool, or if I'm gonna have like a nice conversation with someone, whatever. But if it's like a social thing, definitely I go for Blue Moon. Okay. Yeah. I think that's, mine's mostly mostly Dos Equis. It's really easy to drink and just like very chill beer. But uh, it just depends, I think, for me. Beer is like music to me. Like it's, It depends on the mood I'm in and it depends on where I'm at. Huh. I think I lost you. Oh, I'm here. Yep. Oh, there you are now. I worked. <laughs> oh, well, I think that's just like, you know, Everyone telling us we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. But just something to get the music going and like a fade in, whatever, whatever we had to do. So it's all good. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, let me see. All right. I do have some breaking news. It's kind of sad, but I don't know if you want to. Oh. It's it's actually like just breaking. Oh, oh, what is it? So at uh, 531 today, it reported... Um, Raps, uh, rapper Nipsey Hussle was killed in a shooting outside of his L.A. store. What? Yeah. Reported at 531 by NBC News. Credible source, by the way. Um, just to kind of give you some information really quick. Uh, Grammy-nominated uh, rapper Nipsey Hussle was killed in a shooting outside his clothing store in Los Angeles. Multiple law, law enforcement sources said two other men were in serious condition and a suspect remained at large. No further information was immediately available about the shooting at Marathon Clothing and Slauson Avenue in South Los Angeles. Uh, but just a couple hours before the shooting, Hustle, who is 33, uh, whose real name is Ermias Ashgadam, I apologize if I said that wrong, had tweeted, having strong enemies is a blessing. Uh, so yeah, didn't want to bring down the podcast, but it just broke and... I wanted to provide that information. But that's what he said. Having hard enemies is a blessing. Having strong enemies is a blessing. Hmm. Ah, uh, man. I don't know about that. It's one of those coincidental things, I think. But, uh. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um. What was it? A clothing smart store? Um. Yeah, he opened up. He opened the Marathon Clothing. Yeah. Yeah. Marathon Clothing. And Slauson Avenue in South Los Angeles. Yeah, and he at a STEM education center called Vector Ninety, both in the Crenshaw district. Damn. Yeah, and so uh, even says in more in more recent years, however, Hustle had developed an interest in technology and was part of a team of artists and entrepreneurs who developed Destination Crenshaw, an op- an open air museum devoted to honoring African American artistic achievement. He said, "In our culture, there's a narrative that says." Follow these athletes, follow these entertainers, he told the Los Angeles Times last year. And that's cool, but there should be something that says, follow Elon Musk, follow Mark Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, yeah, and it says here that he was part of the, he joined uh, at age fourteen, living with his grandmother and joining the Rolling Sixties, a subset of the Crip Gang. Yeah. yeah. Uh, see, that's I don't know, man. That's it's tough. It's a sad thing to hear, but the fact that he was trying to get out and moving forward with his life, kind of like you know how you know, just trying to do better in the world and this happens, it's, it really sucks. Right, yeah, for sure. But, um... Super unfortunate. times like this, it's times like this you really don't want to have any strong enemies because they don't care and they would attack anyway. Yeah, but, I think it's, I think it's an unfortunate tweet. I think, don't know if that's necessarily what he meant. Uh, I think it's more of like a keep your enemies close, or what is it, keep your... Friends closer, enemies Friends closer, closer type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it was, I could see that too. Yeah. I could see that being like, it was more like to influence you to become better mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or like, you know, move forward and like, you know, be stronger. It's like kind of have like a healthy, comp- uh, healthy uh, rivalry kind of thing. Right, right. I could see that too. But the fact that he said that before passing, man, that's tough. Yeah. So that's, uh, it's really unfortunate. He uh, left behind a two-and-a-half-year-old child with uh, actress Laura Lund- uh, Lauren London. Oh, man. Uh, thoughts and prayers, man. That's, yeah, uh, man. Too unfortunate. But uh, I just wanted to, to let you know that because it was coming across my feed here. Mm. Ah, well, yeah, that's... Uh, damn. Uh, don't know what to say with that. Yeah, I don't either. I know I kind of brought the whole podcast to a standstill, but let's, uh, why don't we I mean, go out with one of his songs tonight? That works. If, uh, we don't get tagged or, you know, alarmed from it, I don't know. Whatever. It's, let's just do it. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. Play a snippet. Just go ahead and listen. Yeah, there you go. And then you guys can just listen to the rest of it. Yeah. So I'll play, uh, his, probably one of his most notable ones, Hustle in the House. And then, uh, there you go. Yeah. But, uh, rest in peace, man. Yeah, rest in peace, man. Definitely. All right. All right, man. Well, it was good speaking with you as always. Same here. And, and uh, uh, yeah. Next week. Yeah, next week should be uh, good. I'm pretty sure we'll have more details on who did it. Yeah, yeah. These, these things don't usually tend to uh, to stay stay quiet very long. Oh, that's true. Especially in LA. Oh, yeah. You know someone's going to be bragging about that shit. Yeah. Alrighty then. Alright guys. See ya later. Rivals in the rosaries, extended clip. I give a fuck who you supposed to be. Straight off the block, I sold dope to buy groceries. Nas rap money, no advances, all royalties. You broke, nigga, you can follow me. It's fuck bitches, get money, keep some hollow heads logically. And I'm for where I'm a side boost the economy. Pay taxes to these corners and put their workers a policy. It's white chalk on the corners. It's yellow tape on the gates. Choppers up a bud, that's cuz a tiny lopes run the streets where I'm from. Small introduction to this Nipsey Hustle music. Cause money and bitches.